Hi, I'm Aaron and welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, which is focused on all things, well, you guessed it, hip hop. I'll be interviewing artists, reviewing albums, and ultimately exploring the genre I love. And I hope you'll begin to love it as much as I do, if not more. Please like and subscribe to the show and follow us on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for any upcoming podcast news. Coming up on today's show, we have Lauren Hill's iconic album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. All right, let's get into it. Today uh, is a very special episode for a special episode for two reasons. The first is we are doing uh, Lauren Hill's The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Uh, it's an iconic hip hop album, but we'll talk about whether it falls under hip-hop a little bit later, probably after the intro, actually. And the second reason is because we're structuring this uh, review a little differently. We're doing a bit of an experiment. <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> yeah. I wanted you guys to input because I didn't want to talk for like five minutes because yeah, yeah, yeah. then it would become an Aaron episode. Yeah. I didn't oh, really can I Can that. I announce the format? You can. Oh, my God. This is such an honor. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Today on the Slim, Fitty and Biggie Committee, we are going to give you the top five Lauren Hill songs from the miseducation of Lauren Hill. So actually, we are doing, we are structuring the entire podcast, the entire review as a top five list from each of us, from each of the uh, members of the committee. So a little bit of an experiment. And if it goes well, we might end up doing this permanently. Yeah. And if you have a preference as to which way we do it, please let us know. If you prefer the traditional every single song, if you love the long podcasts, uh, then let us know. But I think we're going to try this for a little while and see how we go because it worked well in our Rolling 50 Deep review. If you missed that, we did a very similar thing where we chose our top five. Um, and it was fun to do, and I think uh, it actually went pretty well. So we're going to do something very similar. We're each going to take turns announcing, you know, from five to one. So let's say, I think the example we used last time, Danny, is let's say we're, we're naming top five artists, but if I have Jay-Z at number five and then Danny has Jay-Z at number three, we won't discuss Jay-Z until we get to the round of number three. So we're just going to go through, see where we end up, and we'll see if we match up as well with our number ones. Sounds mm, good. Love it. Matthew, this is the first time we're doing something like this for you, so it's a, it's a real experiment for you. Danny and I have a little bit of expertise when it comes to this structure. This is the structure that I feel like is going to appeal to a vast majority of our listeners because it's going to provide them with uh, more succinct uh, insight into the best parts of this album. Um, and I feel like it, it's a bit more user-friendly. So I'm really keen to hear our listeners' responses to this. It's a bit more reviewer-friendly as well, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. like, instead, of, instead of having to review like 20 songs for every album. Now we just get to hit hit um, hit everyone with our top fives. So we you know, sh- make it nice, short and sweet. Yeah, yeah. I love Plus it. Plus additional comments if we've got any. Yeah. 
And then we don't have to like always shit on like albums which have shit songs on them. Like I, I'm sure, you know, this album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, there are definitely songs on here that uh, I would not, you know, a two star songs. Let's say it. Let's say it. two. There are definitely a few two star songs on here, but like we're not going to go in depth on them just because they obviously don't appear in the top five. Yeah, mm. exactly. We can, and we have more, you know, ownership over the the songs that we select as well because you know we're just selecting the ones that we think are, you know, the the, the top five. So you know, we we have more buy in as as reviewers, and also for 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 listeners, it allows them to sort of compare their top five to ours and also hear our um you know opinions as as to why we've chosen those particular songs and. You know why we may have left other other ones out. What we're looking for in a top five worthy song. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And we'll see if we agree with the top five. So instead of just rating them, we'll now just literally go through. And I want to know though. We will probably get to a point where we review a really shitty album, and our top five sucks. Where we don't like our top five, but we <laughs> have to choose it. Yeah, I'd love for that to happen as well. Yeah, well, how let's let's that's a good um entry point into maybe talking about the album. How do you like your top five? Do you think your top five is a strong top five, like good quality five songs? I think so. I'd go back to all my top five. I think. Yeah, I I, I think I agree. Which which you know was unexpected for me. I especially on first listen of this album which I, I'd never really listened to this album before doing this review. Um, on very on the very first listen, I was like, I'm going to struggle to get a top five out of this. But but after a few listens and, and, you know, after a few days of listening to the album, I actually, it started clicking with me. It started really yeah. clicking with me. So that might be a spoiler, but. That's the effect of Lauren Hill, baby. Yeah, it did. It did really did the same to me. I first went for a walk and tried to listen to it, and I was like, "God, this is going to be a long period where I have to review this." But if it's not your cup of tea, stick with it because it does get you. There are songs that you're like, "Okay, I didn't expect to like this as much as I do." I have quite a few of those. Yeah, and um, that, yeah, and I'm like, that's the thing. That's why I'm also excited for this like top five format because like. I feel like I might surprise the both of you with with the placement of like at least one song on my list. And I'm also thinking like, you know, what surprises you guys are going to have for me? Oh, I'll have a surprise yeah. for you, baby. <laughs> well, Matt, what made you choose this album? Like this is obviously an iconic album, but you pulled the pin. You were like, all right, let's do it. So what made you choose this? Well, I just wanted to get to it before Danny picked it, to be honest. Hey, i got to be honest. I was I was never going to pick this. Oh, loser, loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I just wanted to pick the most iconic, classic hip-hop album by a female solo artist of all time. So that was my reasoning behind it. Like, nothing, nothing comes close to this, according to, like, what I've seen and heard. Um, I think this got like 10 Grammys or something. It's also like um, the debut single, um, Doo-Wop, that thing. Um, it was, it, there was some record that that broke being like the most successful debut single, 
I think for a female artist, like like for the first song that they've ever like released as a solo artist, like the success it had was, um, you know, un, unheard of. So I think that, you know, when I, when it came to me choosing an album, I just wanted to pick something that had a lot of, you know, um, had a movement behind it, a movement of people that, you know, vouched for it and um, supported it. So um, I just didn't want to pick something random that, you know, I'd never heard of before or maybe you boys had never heard of and, you know, just dive into it. Although that is good sometimes, like, because, you know, it exposes us to different artists and different content. But I just wanted to go with a safe option on this one. And I wanted to make sure that when it came to all of us listening to something, we knew what we were getting ourselves into um, to a certain extent. Yeah, well, in hip-hop, she is referenced a hell of a lot. Like, if you haven't listened to that much, you will find, like, once you know who Lauren Hill is, you'll find that a lot of songs, you maybe didn't pick up her name, but she is referenced a lot um, in hip-hop. Like, it is it is something that I especially noticed as well, even, like, listening to just random songs in my playlists that you just hear the odd reference here and there. But, Matt, you're 100% right. She, like, led the way. She She got... 10 nominations, five awards. She was the first female to get that many nominations and awards in one night. So she kind of led the way for women and led the way um, in hip-hop as well. Yeah. Well, we've been saying hip-hop a lot. uh, And um, my question to you is, is this a hip-hop album? Well, you took it out. You you took my next question out of my mouth. I think you and I kind of mentioned this privately, Danny, that this was like going to be a question. But Matt, what do you think? Like your album, do you think this falls under hip hop? Well, you've got to like first of all consider her roots and you know her influences prior to this album being released. Now, obviously, being part of the Fugees, like there was sort of influences from reggae in there. Obviously, R and B as well. Um, you know, and then hip hop, I think, is also a part of it. So similar to, you know, when we reviewed Stormzy's album, um, feels like a lifetime ago now, um, and we discussed, you know, what genre it falls under. Um, you know, is it is it grime? Is it hip hop? Is it, you know, um, gospel? Um, you know, and I think the answer to that is, well, it's all of those things. You know, it's 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 gumbo, isn't it? It's like a bit of everything mixed into, you know, a big melting pot. And, and, and that's what the miseducation of Lauren Hill is. Now, can you therefore say, oh, well, this is not a hip hop album. This is more, you know, reggae or no, it's more R&B. Like, well, I don't think it's sort of necessarily fair to sort of, um, you know, um, sort of categorize it as one of those in particular. Uh, you might say it's more R&B than hip hop. You know, that, I guess that would could be a fair um, statement. But that's not to then say that, you know, there aren't hip hop elements on this album. So, you know, I, I think you've just got to almost take it as, as what it's given to you. And if you are to sort of define it as a genre, you could say it's it's multi-genred. Um, but I still think it's definitely fits into the like the genre of hip hop. And I feel like, you know, a lot of hip hop fans would not appreciate it if, you know, we would turn around and say it's not a hip-hop album just because of all the accolades it's received and what it's done for hip-hop. Because that's also another consideration. You've got to think about, okay, what has this album done for hip-hop? And Aaron, you've just mentioned, well, you know, there's so many references that you hear now 
um, you know, after listening to this that are in hip hop. So even if it might not be predominantly a hip hop album, what it's done for hip hop is, is huge. So um, that would be my response. Yeah. I, well, the official, it's weird because you're right when you say that it is multi-genre because I think it's officially classified as neo-soul, R&B, and then hip-hop as the third part of it. So it has so many different genres all mixed together. But, like, one of the things that I definitely picked on with a beat, like, picked up on with the beats, the beats to me sound particularly hip-hop. Like, she does rap in there. She does sing a lot as well. But I found the production, like, really came out to me and like she inspired so many hip-hop artists like she really did um i think mary j blige is on there like she just i don't know she just did something in this album that no one really expected it came out of nowhere um and you know she obviously hasn't done anything since but the impact on one album almost is unparalleled even in the genre like if you look at you know the success that she had and still the relevance that she has. It is actually out insane out of this world, how well she did. Yeah. And you, you, you briefly mentioned the production on here and one of the biggest surprises of the album for me was, was discovering that she produced the entire album by herself, almost entirely self-produced and it sounds good. It sounds bloody good. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, so that was a really big surprise and I was very impressed. I didn't know, like, I never knew she was a talented producer. I, I knew she was known as a great rapper, you know. Like you said, she has a massive influence on the hip-hop culture. But um, never knew she was a producer like that. Like, that's that's uh, very interesting to find out. I think that's something we definitely need to touch on at some stage in this review because... Uh, if you notice on the actual album, it says that, um, I think it says like uh, produced, written, and um, is it like directed or performed order by Lauren Hill? And um, there was actually like some news recently that came out. Um, someone who was behind a lot of the music in the album basically shutting that down and saying that um, Lauren on this album, um, which is her only song, album like solo album stole a lot of the credit for um things that were done on this album and that included music in terms of production as well as lyrics um yeah it's known that lauren didn't actually write any um of it it, it said that lauren didn't write any of the the lyrics on this album um the lyrics were written for her so That's, um, that's very that's very like i also heard that I, I also did hear that kind of controversy, but it's for me, it's very hard to believe, to be honest. Like, I agree. And I've heard her say, well, this is from her mouth, but I've heard her say that she was the one who wrote these songs with other people in mind, but they were so personal to her that she just took them for herself and made this album instead. So, but, but that's from her mouth. And so, you know, now these other people are coming out and saying that's not true. Like it's, I am going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Mm. It, it, it's a tricky one because obviously we don't, yeah, we don't know. We're just going, you know, off information that we've heard or, you know, been told. 
But I was watching an interview last night and, um, you know, Mike Glasson or Glassenberg or something. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I'll have a look it up while we're in in this review. But he was someone who allegedly was like, played a big part in the production of this album. And he was able to, you know, confirm that idea that she essentially didn't credit, give credit where credit was due for either musicians or um, writers on this album. She essentially just said that she was the sole writer. So um, when she's gone and said that, you know, um, she worked or she worked with other people in writing the lyrics, um, that might be true. However, she didn't credit those people on the album, like on the final, like, um, like cut or take of it when it was released. And that's, I think, if that's true, that's where the my my issue lies because it's like it's the same sort of thing with you know um you know NWA and Ice Cube. It's like you know he wrote a lot of those lyrics and he needed to be credited for that. Um, so you know um, that's the issue that I think yeah. I have. I'm just, I'm just going to operate on the uh, idea of innocent until proven guilty. So yeah, well the thing is they settled out of court, so. Like she got sued pretty much straight after, like in they got she she released it in 1998 and got sued in 1998 because like the management and the record label like apparently what they claimed was that they wanted to do the Prince thing like they wanted to have her name all over it ignore everybody else and that they didn't get what they deserved and to be honest I find it hard to believe that. Like, although she probably would have had help, that they deserve that much. Like, the, the just the way it's delivered and the way the lyrics flow and the type of lyrics and the content she's talking about, it just seems so personal. Like, it, it just seems to come from a very close place in her own heart. And there's particular songs that do that. I'm sure we'll discuss that, but... Yeah, I tend to agree with Danny that I think that this was just almost like a bit of a cash grab in a way and that they just wanted recognition. And obviously she got sued in 98 but didn't settle till two, until 2001. They obviously saw the success. And, you know, after that, you obviously want some money. So there's like a weird kind of dynamic here and it's disappointing that this probably influenced and impacted her ability and her desire to do another album. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> it's interesting. I've heard she's not a, like in, in terms of like the music, if you like, that's, that's another question. Like, can you separate the, you know, the artist from the the album? And if you can do that and hopefully you can, then, you know, you won't have any qualms, but like, if you can't and you know, sort of a little bit about Lauren Hill, like apparently again, all, all what I've heard from like interviews of, you know, people in hip hop talking about Lauren Hill, apparently she's not a very, um, you know, a nice person to deal with. Uh, she's been known like to abuse, you know, the musicians, the band members that she has, um, be very controlling, um, sort of like in one instance, I believe when she was uh, like on the road promoting this, she would have her like go-to band who she'd always, you know, have with her and, you know, supporting her. And she'd been known to on the same day that that, you know, she was performing to go out and 
have another like band, like interview another band to sort of essentially replace her band if she felt that, I don't know, her band weren't stepping up to the, you know, the plate or weren't performing or just, you know, weren't there, weren't ready and like should just disregard her band, like her members. So apparently, yeah, she's, she's not very well liked as a person, but she obviously in terms of a musician, she's obviously undoubtedly talented. Yeah, I, I haven't heard that. Like, I haven't listened to interviews and stuff like that, so I don't know. But, I like, at the end of the day, I think that if we just look go back to her piece of work, it is, without a doubt, one of the iconic mm. things. And it is something that, if you haven't listened to it, definitely listen to. I think we can all agree on that, that it is worth listening to, regardless of whether you think you'll like it or not. Um, I know that I was personally concerned that I would hate like this album, um, and I was pleasantly surprised. Like when we did, um, oh, which other one, Matt? Your your other suggestion, the classic album, um, um, a tribe called Quest. Yes. When we did that, I know Danny, you were concerned because obviously you didn't really enjoy that, and I found towards the end I didn't really enjoy that. So. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that we don't have another classic album that we have to absolutely trash. I can have positives. <laughs> oh well, if if we were doing this review in a normal structure, uh, there would be some trashing going on. Don't worry about that. But the way we're yeah. doing it now, top five, you know, there won't be much trashing going on. Thank God for that. <laughs> well, do we want to? I think that was a pretty good intro. I think we summed it up pretty well. Um, and obviously, if you want to do more research on Lauren Hill, recommend doing that. She's uh, somewhat infamous and, you know, very influential, but definitely have a look at her work. And, um, yeah, you can let us know what you think. But a lot of rappers credit her as influence um, in their careers. So, Matt, do you want to kick things off with number five, the very first uh, listing? We're going to go from five to one. Number five is, drumroll, Every Ghetto, Every City, which is track number 11. Uh, Aaron? That is not my number five or in my list. And that is also not on my list either. There you go. I get to talk about it, boys. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um, so this for me is a four-star song. And it's made it into my top five, largely because of the funky instrumental that it, mm. um, it it boasts. And it's if you if you can't remember it off the top of your head, you have to go back and listen to this song because it is just like it's a vibe. This this instrumental, um, it's in terms of content, it's like a um, it's like Lauren Hill showing respect to her hometown. Um, or South Orange, New Jersey, I believe. And it's like respects to that. It's also respects to like coming up from, you know, um, sort of nothing to where she is now. Um, so like that I, I connect with in terms of like, I like it when artists do that. Um, just to like show the respect, pay homage. Um, but yeah, the instrumental is just stellar. I really, really like it. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's my favorite instrumental on the album, but it was just very different to, um, the other instrumentals. So um, yeah, I, I for that reason I had to I had to 
put this in my top five, but obviously on the sort of the, the last, um, the last rung of the of the top five. Yeah, I all like that was the very first thing that came to my head when I heard this song was funky. Like it got like I got Stevie Wonder vibes. I don't know about you. Mm. I said I got the Stevie Wonder vibes off this, and yeah, like you said, I liked how she was you know painting a picture of her life growing up. Um, but like where this song lost its points for me was like, I feel like I just, you know, personally, and this is obviously going to be my critique of, of many songs on this album, but I think it would have been so much better if she rapped the verses. Like storytelling rap songs are such a big part of hip hop. And then, you know, I love when rappers tell a story through their lyrics and I just genuinely don't think this story is as effective with her singing. Like, to me, in my opinion, rapping would have been a better way to tell this story. So I gave it three stars. Like, I agree it's a good beat, but um, I didn't like the execution. Yeah, I also didn't like the execution. I didn't actually rate it a score because it didn't make it in my top five. But I, yeah, I was disappointed. I also like story songs. I also like, like, she references Slick Rick in here as well. And like, I don't know. It was just disappointing in the delivery of it. I also didn't find myself like, out of all the songs that were stuck in my head, this was not one of them. So it just, I don't think I'd ever come back to this. No. Yeah. Solid. It's good. It's good. We've already got a diverse list going on. Yeah, that's true. Well, Danny, do you want to go or shall I? Uh, I can go. Please. All right. My number five song. Is everything is everything? Uh, I've got that further up on my list. Hello, what about I you, do Matt? Not have that on my list. Oh, okay, okay. So we'll have to wait a little bit yeah. for that one. Everything is everything. My number five, Aaron. What's yours? My number five is track number nine. I used to love him. That is not on my list. That is not on my list, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the my review of this is kind of simple. There are two reasons why I love this song. The first is the beat, and I love the sample of Ice Cream by Raekwon. Hell yeah. That, I love that sample. It just works. So the beat is really, really unique and really, really good. And the second thing is that hook is straight up fire it is so catchy i was it was stuck in my head for days like literally days i never thought that i would like a song like this i never thought that i would like a song that is all about you know being in love and singy songy but this surprised me beyond my wildest expectations that i cannot get enough of that hook so for that reason, it makes my number five and I gave it four stars because I literally still go back to this song purely because of that. Wow. But it's like a, it's it's all a it's like an R and B song. I know. I know. Trust me, I understand. That's why it's it's it honestly surprised me a lot. Yeah. Like like you said, for me, it's this song is just purely all about the instrumental, that classic Ice Cream Sample. Like, Ice Cream by Raekwon is one of my favourite songs of all time. And 
And usually I don't like it when hip-hop songs sample other classic hip-hop songs, but Lauren Hill uses the sample in, in like such a unique enough way that I can appreciate it on its own terms. Yeah. Um, yeah, so part of the reason why I enjoy the instrumental is because it reminds me of Ice Cream, when usually that would like have the opposite effect. That would annoy me. But I'm thinking of Ice Cream, ice cream and I'm having a good time here. So, do you know what it is? She's not. She's not trying to do a better track than Ice Cream. Mm. She's just complimenting that sound. It's almost like paying homage. Going, this is a really unique, really good sound. I'm not saying that my song is better. I'm using it to deliver a different song, and that's why it works for me. Yeah. Rather than if she was doing a hip hoppy track, you'd be like, mm, maybe it's a bit close to Ice Cream, and you probably would just listen to the original. Yeah, like yeah, the 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 instrumental for me is the draw, and like personally, I would um, take an instrumental version of this song. I would take Lauren Hill off the song, and I would just listen to an instrumental version of this. I gave it three stars. What'd you say? See you later, Lauren Hill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now nah, that hook, that hook, I just—it's so catchy. I just—I don't know. She just delivers it so well. It makes my top five. Okay. Did you, did you did you remember that song, Matt? I did not remember that song. No. Yeah, but you don't know you don't know Raekwon's Ice Cream anyway, do you? Correct. Oh, you got to get familiar. Yeah. Got to educate. I've been yeah. miseducated. Hey. <laughs> Should go to school with Lauren Hill. Um. <laughs> uh, I, All right. Um, so you go. Nah, you go. Okay. I was just looking up. <laughs> I was just looking up um, some information about her, um, and you're right about the um, the suing Aaron. Um, so uh, apparently, um, there was like an attempt to get the Fugees back together in 2007, but bandmate Praz Michael said, "Before I work with Lauren Hill again, you have a better chance of seeing Osama bin Laden and George W. Bush getting a latte." Um, mm. and, uh, the comments stemmed from, um, when four musicians claimed they were not properly credited for their work on miseducation, the suit was settled out on, um, out of court with Hill paying them $5 million. Um, and then, uh, Lauren Hill, it says here, emotionally scarred. She then fell in with a de facto spiritual advisor who offered as alleged by Praz, the, the bandmate, real cult shit. Um, and then when she resurfaced in 2001, so I imagine this was after the um, the initial settling of, of being sued, on her MTV Unplugged, she performed alone with damaged vocal cords. The record was a commercial disaster. She subsequently uh, decamped to Miami to attempt to record a second solo album, reportedly asking potential collaborators to do it for God i.e. for nothing in terms of no payment. Um, and then, scandalous, um, new music was infrequent from then on. And in 2013, she rushed released single Neurotic Society, a mix of um, eddying electro and double-time stream of consciousness. The reason for its quick release was that two days later, she was imprisoned for three months for tax evasion for more than half a million dollars. Um, and yeah, so 
go, going by what like has been reported in terms of money, so I don't. Where think... did you read this from, Matt? Yeah, Just... thank, thanks for uh, reading this CNN report from 2007. That was a good detour off the podcast. 2018. This was from the Guardian. Um, just sort of um, uh, analysing why Lauren Hill disappeared, um, what sort of caused her to disappear, because she really only ever had that one, obviously that one solo album. Although recently, more recently, Drake um, obviously has sampled uh, one of the songs from Miss Education and that sort of brought her some more attention. But um, there's been no hints of another sort of album from her. Um, she sort of really disappeared. Um, from the spotlight in that sense. But, yeah, I, I just thought I'd, I'd bring that up because we, we talked about it briefly before, but I didn't have much information on it. So um, that was what I'd found. Yeah, the thing is, none of us really know what happened. It is still, like, whenever they settle out of court and behind closed doors and, and it's he said, she said, like, there's always, as Danny, you like to say, there's always three sides to every story. Mm-hmm. Your side, my side, and the truth. And I guess at the end of the day, I think one day we'll know the truth. I don't think Lauren Hill has said that much on it. Um, she stayed relatively quiet. Like she stays out of the spotlight, but um, I'm sure at some point um, something will be said that will mm. actually clarify what happened. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, taking that detour on, Matt, uh, we're down. Or do we go to you, Danny, for your number four? Because we skipped your number five. Um, no, we go in order. It's Matt's number four. Alrighty, Matthew. Matt number four is track seven, final hour. I'll be very surprised. I'll be very surprised if this doesn't make it on both of your top five lists. Actually, that is definitely higher on my list. Same as me. Yeah. There we go. Next. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My Danny. number four is forgive them, Father. That is not on my list. And it's not on my list, baby. I get to talk about something. But that that is the song that I was tossing up between for number five. Oh, cool. So it's an honourable mention. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, well, it definitely cracked my list. It made it all the way to number four. Um, We'll have to say um, just a really catchy chorus. Um, love that chorus. Um, you, and also, like, the thing about this this album, like, yes, it's not a hip... What? Well, we, we kind of discussed it. It is partly a hip-hop album, but there's a lot of songs you would not classify as hip-hop, I'd say. But the one thing you can't deny is that she has a really great singing voice. Yes. Like, you know, I'm all about hip-hop. I'm all about rapping. I don't really have time for people singing songs but i can definitely appreciate lauren hill's voice on this album um it's a dope instrumental as well just you know like i said before like one of the most surprising things and now now it's all up for debate now you guys are pulling you know reports from 2016 telling me about suing and shit but i thought that that she fully self-produced this album and and I was super impressed. And this is like an amazing instrumental from her or from by a ghost producer now. I have no idea. Um, well, I'm going to say until proven otherwise 
she did do it. Yeah. This like just because she got sued doesn't mean people did it. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm just going to take it at face value that she did produce all this, as it says on the track listings. Yeah, yeah. I am gonna from now on work on that assumption. I'm gonna work on the assumption that she is the sole creator, the sole mind behind this album. Um so yeah, her second verse is like pretty dope as well. Like she actually does a rap verse for this one, and she's mm-hmm. all like, you know, why every Indian wanna be the chief? Feed a man till he full and he still want beef. And then she says, if I treat you kindly, does it mean that I'm weak? You hear me speak and think I won't take it to the streets? Like, woo, it's nasty, mm. dog, nasty. So, yeah, I, I wish she stuck to purely rapping for the verses and confined the singing for the hook only. But um, she does have like a couple of verses on here where she does just sing. So it's only the one rap verse. Um, yeah, just my personal preference again, you know, I want a whole song of rapping, but, you know, it's, that's not this album. But I'd still give this four stars. It's a very solid song. Yeah, I would also give this four stars. Um and yeah, that verse is actually really good. What the the thing that we see in this album is how talented she really is. Like, how many hip hop artists can we say can rap, can produce, can sing, can do a catchy hook? Like, she really can do it all. Mm-hmm. Like, it is ultra impressive. Take away if you like it or not, it is just so impressive. And yeah, I was honestly just like, wow, the whole time I was like. The fact that she can swing from one to the other so dramatically and kill them both is just great. Yeah. So you gave it four stars, but didn't make the list. Yeah, because I gave, um, because I gave, I used to love him four stars as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I gave it four stars, and it's my number four, baby. Baby. Matt, do you have any thoughts on it? No, nah, I didn't write anything down for that song. Didn't connect with it. Or me personally. How do you? Fair enough. Sorry about that. Well, we can't have everything. <laughs> which is my number four. Everything is everything. That was my number five. Yeah. That's it. Matt, did you so not have- talk about it? I didn't have everything is everything. I had no. no All right, Aaron, go for it. So everything is everything. So this had a lot of different elements that I really like here. So the first is the beat. The beat is so good. The piano, the heavy drums, and like they have this like weird sound that the more I listen to, the more it's like, it's almost like when you put on a new vinyl and you take it back, it's like, (laughs) it's like that sound. If you go back to the song, you'll actually it just it's so light but it sounds so good it just makes everything sound really cohesive in there um her, her hook sounds really good and this track is about like social injustice and the struggles of like youth communities in inner city america um and this i think this was one of her singles i think maybe fourth single in this um and surprising fact is the piano was actually featured by John Legend. So I think he did a little bit of the piano on this, mm. um, who was at the time pretty much unknown. Yeah. So 
Um, that's just cool. And yeah, she does sing in there, which I like. Again, we've talked about the singing. She does a really good job, but I think her bars were really good here. Um, she says, "Wrap this in fine linen from the beginning. My practice extending across the atlas. I begat this flipping in the ghettos on dirty mattress." You can't match this rapper slash actress more powerful than two Cleopatras. Bomb graffiti on the tomb of Nefertiti. MCs ain't ready to take it to the Serengeti. My rhymes is heavy like the mind of Sister Betty. L boogie spars with stars and constellations that came down for a little conversation. So good. So good. It is like... Not only is the delivery really good, but the multi-syllable rhyme is really good and the braggadocious rap is really good. Like, more powerful than two Cleopatras. Mm. She was so powerful. That is such a great way to say how good you are. And I just like her other... It's just a shorter line. Now hear this mixture where hip-hop meets scripture, develop a negative into a positive picture. Mm. She Mm. just... The her language is really good. She paints a picture literally. Um, her multi-syllable rhymes, um, the beat, it just all works. I I it's the same critique that you had, Danny, last time. I would prefer if she had rap verses the whole for the whole thing. If she delivered that, this would be easily five stars. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what I would say as well. Just like but I have to emphasize that she absolutely kills. That second verse, that is killer. That is like that whole wrap this in fine linen from the beginning. You said it all. It's just like the flow on it and just what she's saying. I begat this flipping in the ghetto on a dirty mattress. You could match this rapper slash actress. It was just like, oh, it got me so well. Um, And yeah, you know, your critique is my critique. More of that, less of the singing. Um, So yeah, I also gave it four stars. Just like, you know, for me, it's just like, oh, I have to actually sit through the singing to get to this amazing verse. It annoys me slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Four stars. Still a very good song, but um, not perfect. Matt, did you have an opinion on this? No, I didn't actually. Stop I... asking him about his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> if he didn't put it on his list, he doesn't have an opinion. All right. I've learned my lesson now. Yeah. But. We've done our top top two, essentially, like five and four. So, Matt, do you want to go through your five and four just to recap? Um, oh, do I? I've already gone through my five. Yeah, just as a recap. Why are we recapping? We've done two songs. I don't know. Maybe just because people forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got some bloody stupid listeners, don't we? We've got some bloody dumb listeners. <laughs> no, well, we through. might just forgetful. Yeah. Have you all gone through your your fourth? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh well, that means I need to go through my fourth. No, didn't you already? What was my, yours? My fourth is oh, final, hour. Yeah, 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 final you, hour. yeah, yeah, final hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You nah. You have to wait now because that's further up in our list. Oh, yes, Aaron, what are you doing? You're you're getting uh, us so twisted. Sorry, my apologies. Matt, you have to go to your number three now. Okay. All right. So do I do I kick it off again with going first? Yeah, yeah number yeah. three. Yeah, it's you, me, you, me, Aaron, you, me, Aaron, you, me, Aaron. 
Alrighty then. My fourth song, no, my third song. So my, my third song in my top five is track four, Zion. That is higher on my list. That is not in my list. Mm. That is very surprising. Yeah. Which, which part is surprising? That it's not on Aaron's list. Is it surprising that it's on my list and higher than you? No, that'll be your number one because it'll be on like some Dear Mama shit. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I can guarantee you that, that that's your number one song. Like when you were like before, oh, I'm going to do some surprises. I'm like, definitely Zion. It's his number one song because it's like, you know, like it's, it's for the same reason that Tupac's Dear Mama is your favorite song. <laughs> am I right or am I right? No, don't no, you, he's not going to tell you. Yeah, no, well, we can, we can, you know, let's let's put some money on it. How much? So you think it's going to be my number one? Yeah. All right. What well, what are you willing to bet? Um, because I'll take anything. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's going to bet his five percent stake in the podcast. Yeah. Going by your tone, I'm not so sure anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might have, you might have jumped the gun a little bit there. But let's just just take it as a as a win that it's higher than you. Yeah. 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 Take it as a loss that it's not on Aaron's list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. That means we're going to my number three. Yeah. And my number three, which I am definitely assuming is higher on your lists, is do up that thing. Higher on my list. Yeah. It is not higher on my list. It is exactly at number three. Hey, okay. So we still have to wait for, for Matt then. For Matt. Yeah. So we actually, it goes straight to number two. That was a very quick three round. No, you do. Oh, yeah, you're number three. Yeah, yeah that was my number three as well, but we've got to wait for Matt. Yeah. So but now, now it goes back to Matt for number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my number two is, <laughs> this is the suspense. Yeah. <laughs> My number two is track five, Doop That Thing. Hey, yeah, there we go. We can all talk about it. All right, but um, Matt, you, you have it highest. You go first. Okay. Um, this is like obviously the, the breakout solo single, and what a breakout solo single it is. Um, the instrumental is my favorite on the album. Mm. That. Dun, dun, dun. Like it's so big, it's so like hip hoppy, it's so like, yeah, it's it, the the combination of those the keys, like the light piano keys at the start, the drums, the trumpets, like yeah, it's it's a it's a dope instrumental for sure. Um, Lauren has a nice flow on it. She's spitting some some shit. Um, like I also appreciate in this this song that melodic hook that repeats throughout it. It's pleasant to listen to. It connects with the overall theme of the song. Uh, the criticism I have, and this is like also like common in, in multiple songs, like Lost Ones, for example, the skit attached to the end, um, like it's obviously relevant to the album's overall construction. However, it's better off as like a separate track from the songs themselves. And we, we've sort of discussed this on other projects that we've reviewed as well. Um, yeah. so that would be my one critique. Um, it's definitely a five sauce song, which is why it's a part of my top five. Um, but yeah, I, I just, that skit at the end, um, could be just chopped off it. Um, 
yeah, it's 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 a fantastic song. You can see why it was the opening opening single. Yeah, I didn't e- I didn't even like uh, consider the skits to be honest. For some reason, I just like um, in my mind the skits were not part of the song. I don't know why Agreed. I made that exception this time, but I did. I made that exception too. I was like, you know what? They're always at the end. They're yeah. not at the start. I think that's why if they were at the start, it would be different. But and yeah, I would have preferred they were their own tracks. But yeah, that's a little critique on the structure of the album more than anything. But yeah, I didn't include the skit as part of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys want to talk about it? What are your thoughts? Man, I'd love to talk about it. Um, yeah, like this is one of the few songs that I would actually classify as an actual hip hop song. Like there's no doubt about it. This is hip hop. This is, she's rapping. She has a great flow. She just sounds like a natural rapper on here, which makes me wish that she had more rap songs for this album because there are barely any. Um, but, but having said that, the moments on this track where she is singing, though, I actually enjoy those parts of the song as well. So I love her singing on here just as much as I love her rapping on here. And like you said, the instrumental is really cool. It has some cool elements to it. Those nice, you know, piano stabs during the verses and that jazzy breakdown that happens at the very beginning and then also during the chorus. Um, So that's dope as well. I think she comes at this, you know, kind of subject matter from an interesting angle where she's not just warning women about the dangers of horny men, but, you know, also vice versa, which is good. Um, And this song really grew on me as well. It it wasn't five stars on first listen, but after a few playthroughs, I actually really started digging it. So this is one where if I did first reactions, this probably wouldn't have even made my list, which is weird. But now it's my number three. And just on a side note, we were talking about Drake and and how, like, he recently sampled her. I don't know if that was controversial, but he's actually done that before. There's a song he did called Draft Day, which I really love, and it samples a section of Lauren Hill's vocals from this song, and and um, that's a that makes for a really great en- instrumental. Like Lauren Hill's vocals looped into an instrumental. The part where she goes, watch out, watch out, look out, look out. That part just looped and Drake's rapping on it. So good. You need to check that out. Drake, draft day. Um, But other than that, yeah, this is five stars for me. The first five stars and we're at number three. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I really, I pretty much agree with what both of you said. And I really like the trumpet in there. Um, and just the whole beat just harmonizes really well. Um, and the drums are heavy. The drums that she used this on this whole album are actually really good. Not once did I listen to these beats and go, the drums could have been better. They were actually like chosen so well. Mm-hmm. And she has some, just some good lines here. And like, there's just some, some good shit that she says. Like, she's not even like, she's not really preaching. She's just like, it's more of a warning. Um, like, let's let's stop pretend the ones that pack pistols by their waist men, crystal by their case men, still in their mother's basement. Mm. The pretty face men claiming that they did a beard men need to take care of their three or four 
kids and they face a court case when the child support late, money taking and heartbreaking. Now you wonder why women hate men, the sneaky silent men, the punk domestic violence men, quick to shoot the semen, stop acting like boys and be men. So, like, it is just really shots fired, but really well-structured, really smart in the way that it was done. It's not like, you know, it's not corny. None of this is corny. It's just delivered really well. Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. Five stars? Yeah, this definitely was five stars. And, um, yeah, I just thought this was dope. I like this was my first five star as well out of the top five, and she definitely deserved it on this one. Oh, very interesting. So you, so you have uh, two songs left that are five stars. Yeah, and we don't know what one of them is. No, nope. one of them has not even been mentioned yet for you, Aaron. No, that's correct. Both of mine have already been mentioned, so mine are not a su- surprise. One of mine hasn't been mentioned. Ah, okay. So I'm, I'm guessing I think I know what yours are that aren't that is not on my list. But we'll see what happens. So that was yours anyway. Your number two was um, do wop, yeah, Matt. Okay, so now it's my number two, and uh, Matt, you were close. You were very close, and I'm not gonna lie. At one point in time, two Zion was fighting for that number one spot, but um. It eventually landed at number two. But um, still amazing. Five stars. I was, this is the one that surprised me and the one that I thought would surprise you guys. Just the, because this is not, this is not hip hop at all. I would say, I would say this is not hip hop, but this just got me. Just, I love the drums. I especially love the guitar on this song. Like I think it was Santana. Like he's a Carlos Santana. And it sounds like, it sounds like him. Like I know like one song, there used to be a popular song he had on the radio a long time ago. Can't remember what it was. What was it? Smooth. Smooth, whatever it is. Like, but it's, he has this sound, I feel. And that is the sound on this song. Like the instrumental just really works for me. And like, you know, even though I wouldn't call this a hip hop song, I just, I love it. I love her heartfelt delivery of every line. I think she does an incredible job of conveying like just the immense, the immeasurable love she has for her newborn son on this song. Her singing is just really moving. Like I didn't even think about the Dear Mama comparison, but I guess the just just on an emotional level, I guess you could say it is it's it's uh on a similar wavelength. So I like that. But yeah, I also think it's unlike anything else on this album, just from her delivery, the way she sings. She doesn't sing like this on any other song. It's like really, you just feel what she's saying. So I was extremely surprised by how much I loved this song, um, particularly because of how far removed it is from the kind of hip hop I typically enjoy. And this is definitely five stars. Let's go. You've done it. Yeah. Matt, what's your take on it? Because this was uh, earlier in your list. This is a number three in my list. Hey. Just before Dewey Whoppy. Um, so this song made my top five for the incredible combination of Lauren Hill and Carlos Santana. 
um, as well as its content, of course. So obviously the content revolving around her firstborn son, Zion David, who was born um, less than a year uh, before the release of this album. So he was born in 1997. Fun fact, um, his father is Rohan Marley. I apologize if I pronounced that incorrectly. Um, it's actually Bob Marley's son. So um, she had a child with Bob Marley, fun fact, and named him Zion. So Not with Bob. Sorry, sorry with um, sorry, his father, sorry. <laughs> Rohan Marley, who is Bob Marley's son. My apologies. I did say that, but then I messed it up afterwards. So <laughs> yeah. it, Zion is related to Bob Marley. Um, yeah, yeah. So that I thought was quite interesting. And that's where the reggae influences, I think, obviously, like, her interest in that come from. Um, so also Zion. Now, the name itself um, is an interesting choice, um, and I think it relates to her faith. However, I would love if it was related to the Matrix. However, I think it was before its time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously Zion is a synonym for Jerusalem um, as well as for the land of Israel um, as a whole in, in the Bible. So, um, and then being the fictional city in the Matrix where the last human beings from planet Earth survive. I, I, my question is, I wonder, like, like if her choice of naming her son Zion is, like, stems from her, like, her faith or, or, or why she named him Zion. Uh, but either way, I, I, like, doesn't really matter. Um, I just... It would have like, to be I, her faith. It would sorry? have to be her faith. She she does talk a lot about religion and spirituality, and she has a lot of those references throughout this album. So, like it it, it it's the only reason it makes like that's the only link that I can draw. Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't know that fact about it being a synonym for Jerusalem though, or Israel. Did you? I didn't know. Hmm. Um, Danny. No. No. The um the instrumental I'd describe as this like empowering um lullaby. Like I don't know, that's just how I've like pictured it in my mind. It's obviously complemented by that soulful voice of Lauren. Um and it has these uplifting, empowering lyrics just centered around the love for her her first child. Um I think one of the highlights for me from this song, why it's so high on my list, is those orchestra like background vocals. They just weave seamlessly into the song. Um, and, yeah, overall, if I was to summarise why this song is my thir- uh, third in my list, it would be because of the love, the personal insights, um, as well as its delivery with the support of Santana and the background vocalists. Um, so that's why it is my third highest song and obviously five stars. Mm. Well, I just wanted to say that it didn't make my list, but um, I definitely put it down in my honourable mentions. The reason being it for all the reasons you guys said, um, and it is uh, a bit of background behind this is there are lyrics in there where she says that she was told by some people to abort Zion and that he would ruin her career and ruin her life. And there is just something so raw and so emotional when she says that 
she made the right choice not to listen to those people. Um, and you cannot help but feel something throughout this song. This song is just emotion. The raw delivery of it is just so powerful in that way. Um, the only reason that it wasn't in my list is because I probably wouldn't come back to it. It's not something that I think I've really enjoyed listening to. I can appreciate it, but it's not one of those ones where I go back and go, I need to listen to it. So I can appreciate it. And it is a fantastic song and she delivers it so well, but it didn't really have any hip hop elements that I would go back for. And maybe every now and again, I'd listen to this just to like, just feel something. It's just a feeling song to me. Mm, I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we down to now? Down to Aaron's number two. My number two. Oh, my number two. I hope this isn't my number one. Well, I think it might be. So do I. But my number two is the first song of the album. No! Track two, Lost Ones. That's what I thought. So, Matt, I'm sorry, I am taking your number one. Well, you have to wait if it's Matt's number one. Yeah, you have to yeah. wait. <laughs> That's true. Oh, you, you was about to start talking. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I was going to get into it. Um that's that's disappointing, but yeah. Um, yeah, Lost Ones is my number two. Didn't make my list. That's that's actually surprising to me. No, but that's yeah. just like like with Aaron not including Zion, like he was wrong. Danny, your list is wrong if it doesn't have Lost Ones. <laughs> yeah. like, and you know, and your your laughing knows that I'm right, but like you just didn't want to put it in there for whatever reason. But you know that it's a fucking amazing song. It should be should be in the top five. Yeah, I didn't put it in because I did, I liked five songs better. I think I think that's the reason. Nah, wrong. Nah. You liked, <laughs> you liked five songs wrong. Wait, this song is about you. You're lost. Oh, You're one of the lost ones. Still trying to do shitty little transitions. That's cute. <laughs> so, all right, Matt, take us away. Track your number one song. My number one song is Lost Ones. Hey. Uh, Oh, so good. So, so good. This was the first song I actually heard from the album um, because I was actually um, played this song by someone and because uh, I said I was doing a, a review of Lauren Hill's album and, um, yeah, they were like, have you listened to it yet? And I was like, no, I haven't listened to the album. They're like, all right, before you listen to the album, just li- listen to this, this song, this first song. I was like, all right, put it on. And, yeah, I was just hooked, like, from the get-go. I think that's why... Um, part of the reason why it's my number one. Um, it's bouncy, it's hard hitting, scratched up. I'm referencing the beat here. Like it's just oh, I love it. I love the way this this song like introduces us to the album. Um, it's also obviously a diss track, um, and I am so impartial to that. I'm not opposed at all to a diss track. And to open up your solo, like your debut solo album. With that, I'm just like, wow, that's fire. And she comes aggressively with it as well, like in terms of her bars. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I did a little bit of research on this this track because I needed to know more. So upon researching my thought of it being a diss track, it, I, I discovered it in fact is, and it's towards Lauren Hill's former Fuji's bandmate. Um, I'm going to pronounce his surname wrong, uh, but Wyclef, is it Jean? Jean? 
I think it's Wycliffe Jean. Jean, sorry, yeah. Wycliffe Jean. Um, and the whole beef allegedly began when Lauren got with Rohan Marley. So obviously that's the father of their firstborn child, Zion. So um, there was obviously some beef towards that. Maybe Wycliffe Jean um, had a thing for Lauren Hill. Maybe they had a like a close relationship and then got jealous. I don't know. But yeah, that was all that I found. Um, so yeah, the repetition of you might win some, but you just lost one is just so like, it, it's dope as hell because it's so powerful and it's so catchy and it's just like, mm, I love it. Um, this phrase could also mean multiple things. And like, it also obviously then because of that reinforces the power of the diss because like you might win some, but you just lost one. Like, as in you just lost this track or you just lost me or you just lost the band, or like, it, it could mean more. Um, but yeah, that's why I think it's so cool. Um, the track becomes a true song for me when Lauren drops that smooth, soulful hook, which like separates the bars so nicely and adds a catchy melody to the song that essentially rubs salt in the wound. If, you know, um, Wyclef wasn't already insulted and, you know, feeling a bit, you know, sorry for himself. Like it's so like taunting in a way that, that hook. Um, All I can say is, yeah, what an open to the album. And uh, after like, after obviously the initial skit before it, um, but yeah, five stars, let's go, baby. This is the number one song of the miseducation of Lauren Hill for me. Five stars. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Matt, you hit a lot of the points that I had, but yeah, I just like that she, for the first song of the album, goes after Wyclef Jean. Like, she just is like, nah, I'm going, I'm starting it and going after him. And she does a really good job. Um, And Matt, the refrain was fire, which is, I think, what you were talking about in terms of the the hook. Um, But, like, the, the actual hook itself is not the best, but the refrain is the actual, like, really catchy, melodic part of the song. I'm so, so with you, Aaron. That is, I agree 100% with that. So as that once that hit, that took this song to the next level. So I think, Matt, am I correct? Is that what you were talking about? Yeah. No, when it- no, you're talking about the, you might win some, but you just lost one. You might win some, but you just yeah. lost one. That's what, yeah, that's that- what Matt about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But then she sings as well, and I'm talking about that being like the... Um, that's the one where she goes, you might win some, but you really lost one. Yeah. yeah. That was, to me, what elevated this song. And usually this is, and you guys know this better than any any other one, um, is that I bitch and moan about having a hook and a bridge or a hook and a refrain. I'm always like, choose one. In this case, it really works for me. Um, well, you want her to choose the refrain and leave the hook. I would. Yeah, I would. If she had to choose one, I'd choose the refrain for sure. But um, yeah, I love that. That elevated this song to a to a new level. She just, I don't know, she just hit new heights with that. Um, and her lyrics were really good on this as well. Um, and I like she did like the Jamaican kind of twang. She was like, my ting done made your kingdom one run. Now understand El Boogie non-violent. 
but if I if I think test me, run for me gun, can't take a threat to me newborn son. She like it just sounds so good. And there's one other line that I absolutely loved, and it was hypocrites always want to play innocent. Mm. And mm. that just sounded so good, just a really good line. The, just this whole track is filled with really nice imagery, filled with great delivery. Um, and this was one of the songs that was stuck in my head for ages. Just that refrain was just stuck in my head. So catchy. And it was a toss up between this one and my number one track for which one would be number one. Yeah. But you picked the right one, Aaron. I did. Yeah. I almost changed today. I literally almost changed the order probably half an hour before the podcast, but I decided not to. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, the thing is, I, I just had like a couple of minor issues with this song. Nothing like major, but they all kind of add up to something that, you know, is not as good as what was on my top five. So, for example, and these are just nitpicks really, but they all add up. Like, just, I'm, I was not a fan of the way she chose to end each line especially in that first verse with this like specific intonation in her voice, like that first verse where she goes, it's funny how, how money changes situation, miscommunication lead to complication. My, my emancipation don't fit your equation. I was on the humble you on every station. I was just, it that decision, that choice really grated on me after a while. So that's a nitpick that, that uh, affected me. And then I'm with you, Aaron, that the hook where she just says, you might win some, but you just lost one over again. Just not super effective on me either. Um, But I don't know if you guys remember when we did the Flatbush Zombies uh, review on the song Regular and Complex. Zombie Juice in his verse actually says, you might win some, but you just lost one. And that always stuck out to me. Like, I ne- before I ever even listened to this album, that specific line that Zombie Juice said on that song always stood out to me and I didn't know why. And now I know that it's actually an homage to Lauren Hill. So that was a yeah. cool thing to discover. Um, that was just a little cool thing, not a nitpicker, something nice about the song. Like... But anyway, the execution of the hook didn't really work for me. But again, like you said, the refrain, I loved a whole lot more. Just, you might win some, but you really lost one. You just lost one. It's so silly. How come? So good. So good. And can I just say, Danny, we usually com- compliment you and your delivery, yeah, yeah, yeah. but this is one of the scenarios where you don't uh, hold a candle uh, in comparison. Yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. Um, and and that refrain is is just far more catchy and enjoyable to listen to than than the hook for me. Um, I think the beat is pretty basic, to be honest. It's that's true. That's actually very true. There's not much to it. Like the drums are solid, but other than the drums, like there's there's not much going on. But it's it's good for a hip hop beat. Like for a hip hop beat, you know, all you do really need is drums, and then you can rap. But like, 
I usually want something more. So that was another thing that that took it down a notch. Um, but yeah, like when you get past all those kind of nitpicks, I did find some pretty good bars, like especially in that third verse where she goes, you can't hold God's people back that long. The chain of Satan wasn't made that strong. Trying to pretend like your word is your bond, but until you do right, all you do will go wrong. Now, some might mistake this for just a simple song, and some don't know what they have till it's gone. Now, even when you're gone, you can still be reborn, and from the night can arrive the sweet dawn. That is just super. Um <laughs> Yeah, this is one of the only songs where she actually raps for a majority of the track, which is why I thought I would like it a lot more. Um, but even then, I think my favourite part of the song is is that singing, is the refrain. Yeah. So I gave it three and a half stars. So it was close. It was an honourable mention. But, uh, yeah, just uh, surprising. Um, I guess that was a surprise to you guys. Uh, because especially because you guys put it so high, like yeah, I actually thought it would be definitely in your list. I thought it would be in your top three for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go, surprise, surprise, motherfucker. It's also no surprise to me that both of you, for your number one, have picked arguably the most hip hop like song <laughs> of, of, of the album. So it's like that was that was also like no surprise to me. So like like I found myself putting that in my list which we'll obviously talk about in a moment because like it's almost like because i felt like it's it's a great song but also because i felt i had to like there was pressure because it's like okay well i know this is the most hip-hop song so it's got to be <laughs> in the five. Yeah, yeah yeah like like so you've done your number one mine and aaron's number one is final hour like this correct pure hip-hop this is what i would call pure hip-hop and you've gotta love it like in an ideal world this is what i wish the whole album sounded like but that is such a personal preference and i know this is a this album is a classic in its own right but um if this was an album full of final hours i would be such a happy man but that's thrilled yeah yeah it doesn't matter it's we get we get this one amazing song and it's just like classic boom bap instrumental with hard drums and and some lighter elements in the background to give it some flavor dope hook it's nice and simple lauren hill is just spitting bars on here like um yo i treat this like my thesis well-written topic broken down into pieces I introduce, then produce words so profuse. It's abuse. How I juice up this beast like I'm deuce. Yeah. Mm. Danny, you talk a lot about how to start a track. Oh, yeah. And she starts on fire. They're opening lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then and it just goes on. There's three verses. Three verses. And that was just the first few bars. Um yeah, it's just three verses of pure hip-hop, pure rap, and she's actually so good at it. Like, she's an amazing singer and she's a, an amazing rapper. Like, that's it blew me away, to be honest, um, and then disappointed me that she didn't do it more. So I was super impressed with this track, um, 
five stars. Let's go. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, the one thing I did want to touch on, Danny, is you showed me a, a DJ premiere song where he samples a flute. Yeah, yeah. Warren Hill also, and you said at the time, uh, do you remember what the song was called? Yeah, The Best Part by J-Live. And produced by DJ Premier, he samples a flute, and you literally said to me, how many other songs, like hip-hop songs, sample a flute? Yeah. And in the same, you know, period of time, like literally within two weeks, here is another song that uses flute. <laughs> and not only does she use a flute, but she uses trombone, sax, a flugelhorn. I don't even know what the hell that is. I wonder how many hip hop tracks have used a flugelhorn and a flute in the same track. Yeah. That is, I doubt there would be many, if any. <laughs> um, but the production on this was really good. Apparently, these were like, she, none of these were samples. They actually did this in the studio. Like, they got the sounds in the studio. She didn't actually go, um, this is just such a unique beat. Like, it, it changes a lot. And I think the further it goes, the more it just becomes more epic and develops. But she has braggadocious lines. Um, she goes for it. The hook was good. It was catchy. Um, yeah. Like, there's just so many good lines. Like, um, oh, I'm just trying to find, I'm trying to choose the one the ones, but um, I've been there. I've been here before. This ain't a battle. This is war. Word to Booney. I make Salat like a Sunni. Get diplomatic immunity in every ghetto community. Mm. Had opportunity. Went from hood shock to hood, hood sheik. But it ain't what you cop. It's about what you keep. And even if there are leaks, you can't capsize this ship because I baptize my lips every time I take a sip. Ooh. Oh, she just goes so hard on this. And yeah, this is pure hip hop. And you're right, Danny. Like if she did a solo album like this, this it might not have the same impact that this album actually had. But just as a purely hip hop enjoyment, getting rid of any other genre, this would also be absolutely amazing. Hell yeah. Um, This track for me was my fourth track in my list and yeah everything that you guys have said 100% agree um I think this song is the most diverse in terms of an instrumental um which is because of all those instruments you mentioned Aaron um so that sets it apart immediately um the lyrics are like what Lauren Hill seems to do really well is and whoever's written these lyrics like stay on. on And we're giving it to Lauren Hill. We're giving it to Lauren Hill until proven otherwise. Come on, guys. I think it actually has been proven that she hasn't written these lyrics, and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll support that with evidence uh, later on. But, um, like, whoever has like crafted these lyrics, like, sticks to a topic and sticks to it really, really well. Um, so obviously, um, I got from uh, just reading the lyrics, but also from Genius, too, like. Um, the theme of the song is investing in lasting things and, and, and principles in, in your own life rather than like materialistic things. So I, I just really think that's like, I like songs that are quite deep like that and explore topics such as that. Um, I think the hook 
if you can call it a hook or like it's more of like an intermission between the verses is 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 like it's brief but it's still catchy um i don't think it's like a highlight of the song but i don't think it needs to be either because the verses are the champion in this song um and yeah just overall i did really enjoy it so that's why it's a part of my list but for me i don't think like i don't think it stands up as well it did, no I don't think that's the right word. Like it, it, it's different. It provides a different energy to. I'm gonna in particular say Zion and and Doop. Like they just have this like energy about them. Those two songs that I feel for me personally is greater. But then, like I think also what's unfair, like why it's unfair for me to like compare those tracks is because they're very different in terms of the genres that they bring as well. Like if you're talking about hip hop, this is like obviously the best hip hop song on the uh, on the album. But is it the best like song on the album? You know what I mean. Yes, um, <laughs> yes it is. Thank you very much. Like, Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. And yes, like, because if we're talking about songs, there are better refrains and better hooks from other songs than this. So, like in your opinion? Yeah. No, like you couldn't argue with me that the hook on this song is better than the refrain on Lost Ones, for example. But yeah. I could argue that this song is better than all the other songs based on my type. <laughs> Yeah, like based on like your wrong opinions, definitely. But like, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that it's the best. Like otherwise, it would have been a lead single, and it's not. So, um, well, there are heaps of albums with lead singles where we have gone. That's not actually that good. Yeah, it is interesting though. That's a interesting point though. That I feel like this is final hour is a pretty deep cut. Like, how many singles are came off this album? I think four four or, or more like I, i've never i've heard of lost ones before i've heard of do what before i've never heard of final hour before and it's my it's my favorite why haven't i ever heard people mention this song if it's my favorite song on the on a classic album that's because, what's interesting yeah, even on like even on genius in terms of views it's it's got like sixty three thousand, just over sixty three thousand views and that is um, amongst the lowest on the album, compared uh, uh, like ex- excluding the the skits, like the intro and stuff. So yeah, it just doesn't have as much like um, viewer recognition, I suppose. Maybe not as much promotion. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's, to be fair, at like it, it's definitely not the most commercially like you know. It's not like. If you're not into hip hop, this is not a song for you. Yeah, true. That's what it is. Whereas the other songs, because they hit so many different genres, they actually—it's like movies. Like that's why they do romantic comedies, and that's why, like you know, action movies have like a love story. They hit multiple genres, so they appeal to a wider audience. So you would probably say the final hour isn't a single because it appeals to a specific audience rather than a broader one like you know lost ones or or any of the other singles yeah it's just interesting that like for me and you Aaron like the best song on the album is like a hidden gem almost it's like you really have to dig deep to find this one yeah I'm like I'm surprised but I'm not that surprised I'm surprised that I'd never heard of it and I like it so much yeah exactly hmm but that is the top five, baby. Now, do we want to go through and review our top five? A summary. Well, we just we, let's just go through 
name them. Yeah, just name them. Matt, what's your top five, baby? All right. So if I am going to listen to this album, give me Every Ghetto, Every City, track 11. Give me track seven, Final Hour. Please give me Zion, track four. I'd love a bit of track five, Doo-Wop, that thing. And every day of the week, give me track two, Lost Ones. Oh, Jesus. That was a bit confusing. That was confusing, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I'm going to go by the numbers of the list. Um, give me number five. Everything is everything. <laughs> That's my number five is everything is everything. My number four was forgive them, Father. My number three was do up that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing. Um, my number two was to Zion, and my number one was final hour. And my top five, uh, was, my number five was track nine. I used to love him. My number four was track 13. Everything There's too is... many numbers. My, okay. track, my, my favorite four was mum, number 73. Number two was 84. So come All on. Right. I tried to combine them both, but I'll start again. Track five. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm confused now. I confused myself. Number five, I used to love him. Number four, everything is everything. Number three, do what that thing. Number two was lost ones. And number one, Danny and I sync up with final hour. Yeah. And we synced up for three as well. We synced up for doo-wop. Yeah, we did. We had a very Matt, similar list. Yeah, we had we did have a similar list. We had also very similar feedback, even in the ones that weren't like the ones that were in your list but not in mine, still similar feedback and vice versa. Yeah. Matt, how do you feel being left out? I feel a bit sad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Did you did you uh, think that the songs that you did not that you had on your list would not be on our list? I thought. Um, oh, actually, no. I thought that my fifth one, "Every Ghetto, Every City," wouldn't be on your list. Okay, and it wasn't. And I, I thought that no, all the others I thought would be on your list. So, Lost Ones, Do Up. I thought that Zion, and I thought that Final. Hour would be all on your list. Yeah, yeah, that's to yeah. To to Zion was the one that that I thought would be the big surprise, and um, but I'm also kind of like you know I think Aaron should have had it on his list to be honest, and um, uh, because it's such a good song. But other than that, I think it was it, it played out normally. As yeah, I think there was nothing too crazy on this. Yeah. Like there was no point where we're like, whoa, whoa, what are you talking about? It yeah. was actually like, yeah, some some very solid solid standouts. But did you guys have anything else you wanted to add? Any other tracks that you just thought you would want to mention or anything like that? I do. Oh, here um, There was a so my top five was basically a fight out of seven songs. One of them was Lost Ones. So we mentioned that. And then the other one that was in contention. which I guess? Well, yeah, but it has not been. Yeah, okay. Hasn't been mentioned. I'm going to say Superstar. Matt, what do you think? Do you have a, do you have a list in front of you or not? Um, I think it would be. Uh, or the thing is, X- I don't think you would ever X- get it. X Factor. No. Nah. <laughs> 
no and no and no and no. The one that I was fighting between, the one that was fighting to get on the list, which was, it was on the list at one point, and then I listened to it again, I was like, why? No, this this shouldn't be here. Was Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. Not even her song. I know, I know, but that, that's the thing. Like, it's it's a remake of the Frankie Valley song, but it's it's so catchy. It's just so catchy. I just, like, I'm, I'm familiar with that song, you know. I love you, baby, and if it's quite all right. Like, how do you not like that song? I'll do my own version of Forgot About Dre, and then will you like that as much? Maybe. If you delivered it well. You wouldn't do it as well as Lauren Hill could do it. True, but this goes against what you say about the original. Like, is it better than the original Frankie Valley song? No. It's not, but I guess where where I am lenient is because, you know, that's not my genre. And I just, I'm familiar with that song. I enjoy that song and I don't really care who sings it because, like, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, whatever that genre is. I'm not a snob. I'm a hip-hop snob. I'm not, yeah. I'm not whatever, Frankie Valley snob. So yeah. just when I hear, I love you, baby, and if it's quite a, like, that's it, I'm in, you know? So... <laughs> Yeah, I've really enjoyed it, but I never considered it because as soon as I was like, oh, it's not her song, I can't consider this. Yeah. And I think I, that's, it is super catchy. Yeah, that's ultimately where I decided to take it off. Like, you know, it's, it, I said it, it feels unnecessary at the end of the day. Like, she loses points for lack of original, originality. And I gave it three and a half stars, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And it was, it was, um, it's fighting to get on the list. But other than that, I could say that there are probably, I think there are five songs that I would actually give two stars. There are five songs on the album I would give two stars. And they are, these are the bad songs that I don't want to listen to again. X Factor, two stars. Two stars. Even though it has that Wu-Tang sample, can it be also simple? Not, no, no good. Um, Superstar, two stars. I don't think it was that bad. She has a rap verse in there. Um, I just, I, I found it really strange that, like, the song started as a rap song. Like, you know, she's like, hip-hop started out in the heart. And then, yeah. and then it just... It was a fake out. It yeah, was a fake out. Hated the fake out. Couldn't stand it. It just becomes a full R&B song. Um, yeah, she does rap in the third verse, but it's too late. It's too late. She does have some decent bars. Like she says, I used to work at Foot Locker. They fired me. I fronted or I quitted. Now I spit it. However, do you want it? Now you get it. Writing rhymes in the range with the frame slightly tinted, then send it to your block and have my f- full name cemented. And if your lines sound like mine, I'm taking a percentage. Unprecedented and still respecting when it's vintage. I'm serious. I'm taking over areas in Aquarius running red lights with my 10,000 chariots. Jesus Just Christ. as Christ was a superstar, you stupid star, they'll hail you, then nail you, no matter who you are. Aaron, I said it was a two-star song. I didn't want to hear it all again. <laughs> I'm just saying that those lyrics are worth more than two stars. No, 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 they're not. And what I said anyway was that, you know, yes, she does the rap verse, but it's so far into the song, it's too late. Like, I am already asleep by the time it gets there. So, well, I gave it three stars, but I just I just want a little bump up. Yeah, but you, you rap the entire song. Stop rapping entire songs. <laughs> Stop singing the entire song and I'll start rapping. I don't rapping. sing entire songs. I sing snippets. 
for like three hours. I love you, baby, and if it's quite alright. I think I prefer. Uh, I think I prefer Danny's version of the song. To be honest, I think that needs to go in my top five now. <laughs> <laughs> um, hang on. There's still more. When it hurts so bad, is really yeah. bad. Two stars. Um, and what was the other one? There's one more. Nothing even matters. That song doesn't matter. Two stars. Um, <laughs> oh, and the very, very last song. Tell him, yeah. Tell him, tell him, yeah. Tell him it's shit. Tell him it's shit. Two stars, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there was actually a whole bunch of uh, two stars on here, but it's just, I guess it's a good, it's good that we did a top five because, like, we don't have to waste too much time on them. Yeah, that's true. How can, how can the album with a bunch of two star songs end up being a classic hip hop album? Well, yeah. It's classic for all the reasons we discussed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we, we and I'm sure the ones that I'm giving two stars are five stars to someone else. Mm. Just not to not to me. It's like how Relapse is a, is a classic album, hip-hop album for you, and it's not for other people. <laughs> that, is, that is 100%. I, Relapse is a cult classic. This is a genuine classic. Relapse is a cult classic. It's all five stars to me. And I completely understand why people do not like that album. That's the mm. thing. And I and I completely understand why people would like the songs that I think are two stars. Yeah. And why this is a classic album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Th- yeah. I mean, we've, we've said it so much, but... I also wanted to touch on the miseducation of Lauren Hill as a song because to me, that's another skip song. I didn't really have any notes, but she actually had an explanation of what the miseducation of Lauren Hill actually means. And she said that um, it has a lot to do with how she figured out some things in her life. Um, and, And this is more of a quote from her. It doesn't necessarily mean miseducated like I didn't do well in school. As I did go to, did do good in school, but it has to do a lot with finding out about your own aspirations and your own dreams, and not those dreams and those aspirations that some might have for you. It's a song about movement and growth and inspiration. So I guess the song itself is about you know going after your dreams, but I think this album is also representative of that. It is like you know she learnt more than just at school. She learnt about life, like from her experience and that she actually did what she wanted to do in the end. Yeah. And she actually sings, she has an incredible voice on that song. She actually sings her heart out there, but I, that was, that was also two and a half stars. That was close to two stars for me, just for how slow, just how slow and boring it was for me, for me. Sing sing her heart out, but two and a half stars. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That That just goes to show it's not my genre. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just personal taste. Yeah. Like, she does a great job. Like, objectively, you would say she does a really good job. But, you know, for us, subjectively, no thank you. Exactly. Mm. And this is what this whole review is all about. It's all our subjective opinions. Absolutely. All our factual opinions, if you ask me. Jesus. Matt is going, throwing, throwing bombs. He's just... <laughs> Just going hard today. But Matt, do you have anything else to add? Did you have any like takeaways or anything from this album? Um no, I'd just say that 
if you haven't listened to this album, I would definitely recommend listening to it. Um, yeah, it's like a it should be a staple diet of any person who loves hip hop and who is interested in listening to overall a really good album and who wants to hear one of the greatest female hip hop artists of all time, you know, do their thing, to be honest. Yeah. One final question though, do you, cause I, I said there were like five, maybe six songs on the album that were like two stars. Do, are you, did you find that for yourself or did you find that they were all, you know, decent to, to great? I found they were decent to great. I, I like, I have a different musical taste to you. So I don't mind those R and B songs and that sort of thing. I just find it really, ple- a really pleasant, like, album to listen to from start to finish um yeah vocalistically instrumentally like it has a, a, a such a mix of everything and it's all packaged together really nicely i think like um even even the skits like even though i did say that they should be separate like in terms of like aaron's favorite album construction like the, the theme of this album is clearly like love also like you know what aaron you were getting at before about you know um what Lauren actually said herself about the miseducation of Lauren Hill, like it, it's very thematic, this album. And I think that's another reason why it's so um, like highly regarded, um, not just because of the music, but because of the themes that flow throughout it. So um, yeah, I think if, you know, if you can get past that, this album is not a pure hip hop album and it has influences from other genres then i think you can embrace it as a whole project rather than just saying i'll take this song i'll take that song i'll leave that you know Um, (laughs) yeah i can honestly say though i would never listen to the full album again and i'm just picking the songs that i like yeah i'm the same yeah but how many albums would you also say that i'd listen to the album from start to finish like i there'd be very few yeah i would say very few but I would say this is one of those where the difference between the songs that I like and the songs that I don't like is so wide. Like it is just such an extreme jump just for my own personal taste. Like some of them just really work. Some of them don't work at all. Um, but I think this is a good album for anyone who is kind of into hip hop and kind of into a mix of genres and likes melody. Like, I my mum doesn't like hip hop and she hates whenever I play hip hop but we went for a drive and I put this album on and she literally did not complain at all. <laughs> That's the sign of a good album when they don't complain. Yeah, well she the only time she complained was she found I think one of the beats like a bit too to like, you know, put her to oh, sleep. Kidding. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but let's leave my mum's opinions of hip hop outside of this podcast because uh, she will not like anything that we listen Next to. Week's guests, Aaron's mum. Yeah, yeah. Prepare for zero stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you guys have a final rating of the album? No, I don't. To be honest, because because we did this top five thing, like I I wasn't thinking about it in that way. I probably should have though. What about you? Uh I. I struggled as well because I didn't really go into that much depth in the other song. But like, if you had to put a gun to my head, I'd probably put it at about three and a half stars. Um, I'd probably do the same, to be honest. The, I also feel bad reviewing, rating this album when it's not my genre. 
Yeah. You know. well, well, that's what it is. Like everything that we've discussed throughout this podcast has been extremely complimentary of it, of this album. So like, you know, taking into account everything, there is no way of denying how important this album is. But if we're just looking at the music and the album as a whole, there are just songs that I would never go back to. And there are songs that I just love so much. And because of that, it does hit the three and a half mark. I can't give it four with the amount of songs that I would skip. That's the, It's almost perfect, yeah? Like, you can't give it four because it's just not, it's not music for us, most of it. But you can't give it three because it's, you, you understand that it's a great album and three is too low for a great album, you know? Like, three and a half, I think, is the sweet spot. I would agree, but I'd probably lean more to four. Yeah, that's what I thought. If you had to say choose three or four, I'd choose four before I chose three. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. But yeah, there we go. I think this worked well. I think the top five list actually went well. What do you guys think? I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. I'm for it. Absolutely. Yeah. I like the idea of like, if like I'm, I've got a number five song and it's higher in your list, we wait. Like, I think that's really good. Yeah, I like that as well. And also just the, you know, you get annoyed. You're like, oh, I want to talk about it already. Yeah. Or like Aaron tries to steal my number one. Yeah. Yeah. Such a nasty dog. I might try and steal one every episode now. (laughs) Just to see if you stop me. No, I won't. Um, Not not consciously. But there you go. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. You'll see that format essentially from this point forward. So... Um, get excited about that we're pretty excited about that and obviously the podcast is not four hours long uh, as well so that's probably a win for for everyone on that front Um, but the miseducation of lauren hill a classic album check it out Uh, you got our reviews of it and uh, we'll see you next time bye-bye bye thanks for listening to the show please like and subscribe and follow me on instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for all upcoming podcast news. Bye for now.